Hello, yo, yo, what's poppin'? Yo, it's your man Dean Edwards, and once again we are back, so we're bringing the music right about, right about now. Remember that in uh in uh it was an NWA song. Yo, Drake, drop English right about now. Anyway, what's poppin', man? It's your man Dean Edwards. Welcome to another episode of Fun Muck Protocol, brought to you by me. For us buyers, it's FUBU, son. <laughs> and coming to you live and direct from somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, south of America, uh, in the Caribbean, somewhere, somewhere around these parts. Uh, yes, I am back at sea, somewhere beyond the sea. And uh, yo, man, things are going down, a lot of things going on. When last we left our hero, I didn't get a chance to tell y'all about the uh, the experience that I had uh, working with Frank Caliendo. Um, anyone that follows me on uh, Instagram or Twitter, even Facebook, at I am Dean Edwards, because that's who I be. Um, probably saw the pictures uh, from this 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 gig we did for uh, ESPN. My man Frank Caliendo and uh, Aerie Spears, we we uh, we formed Voltron on him, and, and put together this piece, which was uh, which was pretty funny. Um, shout out to all things comedy and uh, all our comedic brethren over there. You know whose podcast you should check out, my man uh, Brian Scalero. Uh, <laughs> Scalario, Scalario, uh, is this on Scalario? Brian, is that like Jamario, Jamario, but Scalario? <laughs> Brian has a, a really funny podcast on all things comedy. Can't think of the name of the podcast, but go look it up, man. It's funny. Uh, it's very creative. It's it's way left of center. I like it because it's like a sketch comedy show. Uh, that's the best way I could describe it. You know, I always mention um, Ian Edwards' soccer comic rant and Let There Be Talk by Dean Del Rey and, of course, Billy's uh, Monday Morning Podcast, um, Neil and Moshi's The Champs, and a bunch of other just uh, uh, the, the, the the Skeptic Tank, Ari Shafir, and uh, a bunch of other good podcasts you should check out. Obviously, our boy Joseph Vesey, producer, of of this podcast, sometimes producer brother like myself done taking the reins recently, so I've been uh, doing things on my own as of late. But Joseph still is associated, and so we got big up uh, the callback podcast and uh, check out Joseph's um, YouTube channel. Uh, he has a bunch of you know funny sketches that he shot, edited, directed, and starred in. Go check him out. He's a funny character, that Joseph. But um, so yeah. Um, well, here's 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 how the uh, the ESPN joint sort of popped off. I had met Caliendo, jeez, this this is probably like four or five years ago, right before Frank Caliendo was uh was doing his TV show Frank TV. This was post. Post Mad TV for him, and he he was doing a uh, a sketch show where you know his 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 big thing he does these brilliant impressions, and um, you know maybe I'll interview him 
on a future episode of the Father Monkey Protocol. That would actually be fun. Um, definitely someone I always respected from his work on uh, Mad TV. Because cats that do impressions, you know who all out there is on the circuit doing impressions and or is a stand-up that does impressions. And uh, I always dug Caliendo because he had some signature impressions like uh, like John Madden. Obviously, uh, Clinton back in the day. And uh, he does a lot of sports figures, athletes, and uh, commentators. So he sort of found his lane. So he's doing this sketch show. I remember he goes, uh, I remember going to meet with him. And he actually is sitting in on the sessions with um, the producer and his current manager. His his manager at the time was uh, Barry Katz, who's also producing the show. So, uh, then you know, comics are waiting in the waiting room to go in. And the best way I can describe it is if any of you remember that scene in Heat when De Niro and Pacino met, that's how it felt. <laughs> like it was, it was kind of epic. It was, it was, it was pretty cool, man. Because you know, we both know of each other. We never met each other. Never really, um, you know. Um, you know, ran in the same circles because he was he was West Coast, I was East Coast, um, but familiar enough with each other's body of work to some extent that you know we know. All right, this dude comes with it, so I gotta come with it. So uh, next, I know we just uh, we're trading off impressions, and and he's he's throwing out impressions, and I'm throwing out impressions, and uh, I think he was actually doing an impression of his manager Barry Katz. And I was doing Tracy Morgan, and we were going back and forth because Barry used to manage Tracy, so that was kind of cool, man. And um, but I didn't book it, <laughs> didn't book the show for whatever reason. You know, sometimes it's just not the right, the right uh, feel, right look, whatever. Didn't didn't uh, cry about it. Wasn't upset about it. Uh, even though I I was surprised because I thought we had uh, had good chemistry and synergy, and then. About a year, I'm gonna say a year and a half ago, I uh I get a get a message on Twitter from who else but uh Caliendo, um Frank Caliendo. He hits me up and he's like, "Yo, do you uh do you have any uh impressions of sports figures or athletes or commentators that you uh that you do?" And I was like, "Oh, that's a." This is sort of random coming out of nowhere, out of left field. So I um, I tell him, I'm like, well, you know, I don't really necessarily have, uh, you know, some uh, plethora of uh, of characters. Matter of fact, look, I, I'm, I, I just found, I'm looking, I'm reading the messages. He just out of the blue said, uh, what are you up to? I'm like, you know, just got, I had just gotten out of church, road dogging it. You, he's like doing some stuff at ESPN here and there, spending time with wife and kids, working new stuff on the road. Um, and he says, I don't know if I asked you, sorry if I did. Do you have any sports impressions, characters, players, coaches, broadcasters? I'm working on some stuff with ESPN, trying to get more people involved, other impressions possible too. Focuses on sports folks. I was like, oh, wow, thanks, brother. Nobody in my immediate stage repertoire. You know, you know, anytime somebody uses the word repertoire, they've been wanting to use it for a long time. <laughs> and that's what I did. 
So I was like, no one in my immediate stage repertoire, but let me think on it. I'm sure I have something that I appreciate that. He was like, yeah, the sports impressions usually don't work for mass audiences. Just think about some people watch ESPN for characters. I said, bet I'll do that. Not sure why this reply didn't go through earlier. Um, so that's that's in this was back in 2013 uh, from January. And then some of the conversation went into February. Now, <laughs> nothing came of it because I didn't have anybody. And I especially I'm not a big football head. I don't watch a lot of football. I'm sorry. I know some people are like you don't watch football. What's wrong with you? It's not my thing, you know. Never played. The one time I uh, I went out for the football team one time when I was uh, we had just moved to uh, to Yorktown. My boy Darren, uh, Darren was uh, had played football. So he's like, yeah, you should go out. So I was like, all right, maybe this is what they do in the suburbs. They they uh, you know play football. I watch TV. All right, that's my thing. I watch TV and I make funnies. And sound like people. That's my thing. And the thing I like about it, uh, there's not a lot of sweating involved. Uh, so I go out for the football team. I go with Darren to uh, the tryouts. And this dude left me. <laughs> Darren left me, man. And I was left to my own devices. And all I remember is that running... And there was a lot of running, and I was exhausted, and my 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 heart hurt. I remember I didn't even know it was possible for one person's heart to hurt, but it did after running for what seemed like forever. So um, that was my first and last day of anything having to do with any type of football tryouts. <laughs> so that's one of the reasons I was like, you know what? This is not something I uh I care to watch because it hurt my heart, literally. So I don't really watch football. I watch football every so often now because uh you know what actually got me watching watching football games every so often? HBO has a series called the Hard Knock uh Hard Knock Training Camp, uh Hard Knock Like train camp with filling the blank football team they do it usually around august where the cameras will follow excuse me the cameras will follow a particular team in the nfl and focus on them uh through their training camp and you get to see you know the the new rookies that are recent drafts versus uh Versus the veteran players, the all-star players that everyone knows and loves or loves to hate, you know. Um, so this show, I got interested in that show because I like, I like, I like those type of docudramas that follow, follow a journey. That's what I'm always, I've said before, I'm, I'm big on uh, autobiographies, especially of people in the realm of entertainment. Because I like, because ultimately, look, I'm nosy, okay? So sue me. I'm nosy. I like seeing what uh, what someone's journey was and what they went through in order to succeed, and and you know maybe perhaps some of some of their failures and what they endured with regards to uh, either you know failing and getting back up to succeed. You know, so 
Um, so that's why I was not ever big um, into football, but I do watch every so often now. I think, uh, which probably got me interested. I think they, they did one on the Seahawks a couple of years ago. And so I uh, started paying attention to them. I could be wrong, though. Maybe I just like the colors, the Seahawks colors. Um, so, rewind about a month ago, maybe early January, I thought to myself, I said, you know, man, I remember uh, Frank Caliendo, um, he, uh, he asked me about these sports figures. And I think I had watched the football game or caught the end of a football game. And... You know what it was? It was Richard Sherman taunting, uh, taunting, uh, jeez, he just won the damn, damn, uh, Super Bowl, uh, Brady, Tom Brady, he was taunting Brady and saying, you mad, bro? Because <laughs> of something that happened, because, uh, I guess Brady had, had taunted, taunted him and his entire team, and, uh, so so Sherman was in the news a lot, not just in the sports news, but it was making regular news coverage as well. And I started noticing some of his uh his nuances. He you know he uh he, he laughs a lot. <laughs> he laughs a lot. <laughs> and usually that's an impression, you know, people always ask, you know, I'm I'm sure I'm sure everyone from myself to uh frank caliendo to daryl hammond to rich little to jay farrell to aries spares to Avion crockett crockett pardon me hey uh they all have heard the same thing people coming up to them like yeah so you know how do, how do you do an impression there's really not so much a how it's just as a gift you have you either have it or you don't but there are tricks you pick up one being you notice certain nuances. Now, to anyone that does impressions, it becomes second nature because once you have sort of learned to tap into that skill set, you just recognize and, and notice something quirky about an individual. You know, so with uh with Jack Nicholson, you notice that his voice is 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 it's in the back of his throat. It's uh it's in the back and the bottom of his throat, uh, which creates that rasp. But it's also see the the thing with doing a good good impression is not just having the voice down, but also having the the mannerisms and 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 the cadence on how they speak and facial expression. There's there's there are a million things that you can do to enhance it so i'm watching sherman and i'm noticing you know his uh he 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 use, his his face is very animated uh he uses his eyebrows a lot and and he la and he laughs a lot and he, and he and he has he has so he has three voices if you, if you if you see him in interviews and that's also uh you know what his here's your little rule the, the the protocol to a good impression don't watch someone in a movie why because they are playing a character you're not most people when they do i heard denzel washington say this when most people do an impression when most people do an impression of him they're doing an impression of a character that he played usually training day that's you know that's that's who they do they do antonio from training day whereas uh you know if you if you if you watch denzel if you watch d you you should watch him uh panel 
and in, uh, during during um during during interviews because that's where you see the true him. You see, you see his uh his his true self. You know, even though it's a, it's a performance as all panel panels are because. You're really just on there to sell whatever new product, whatever new movie or song or album um, you're shilling. <laughs> so, you know, for uh, for anyone, watch them during an actual interview. People don't don't watch them. Uh, even with Sherman, an athlete, don't watch them so much in the game. Watch them on the sidelines when they're getting interviewed because. They're not in performance mode. Now, obviously, Richard Sherman would, uh, you know, uh, during the now infamous uh, interview at the end of, uh, I think it was the uh, NFC playoffs last year, when he's like, I'm the best, don't bring that weak stuff in there, I'm the best corner in the game. You know, um, he, he's he, he's performing, but you can spoof that. Because it's such a moment, a moment that sort of transcends the the sport itself. So, anyway, I'm thinking. So I was thinking about that, and I said, you know what? I should call Caliendo, um, because I think I have an angle on this dude, and it looks like they they have a chance of going back to the Super Bowl at this time. This is a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, why a day later after thinking about that? Caliendo hits me up, which was which was kind of spooky, but in a good way. You know, it was uh just because it caught me off guard, and he uh he hit me, and look uh let's see uh let's let's see what let's see what he said. He said yeah, this is uh let me see. I'm actually reading you the messages. This is how, this is how deep I go in, y'all. I let y'all know exactly what was said. So uh, he hit me. He said, "Hey, two things. Following up, <clears throat> following up on what I uh, on what I asked you. Um, you know, a couple of uh, damn it, I scrolled too far, and for that I apologize. Hey, two things. Following up on what I messaged you a while back. Any FL, any NFL players or coaches you feel like you could do or broadcasters." And where are you January 21st and 22nd? So, I was like, yo, Caliendo, what's up, fam? Just thought about you, uh, you know, this weekend past. Uh, I told him where I was. I was like, oh, I'm going to be in Denver that weekend. But then I said, how about Richard Sherman? Um, and then I sent him uh, the number, told him the, the Wi-Fi and signal stink. And then he sent me... Uh, at that point, then we started talking, um, you know, back and forth more specifically. And he gave me the angle. And I think I told him, I said, you know, what? I'd like to play Sherman like sort of this Jekyll and Hyde angle where he's, uh, you know, he's very educated. And, and you know what it made me think of? I thought I watched a couple of different interviews and I noticed that depending on who he was being interviewed by, like when he was interviewed by, uh, what's his name, Skip Bayless. Um, he's very cocky, very arrogant. And uh, and he was, no, but I, I'm better than you as a person. <laughs> this dude is so cocky. Um, who says that to somebody? I'm better than you as a person. <laughs> That's so wrong. 
But it was so funny. So uh, that, and then, but then he's very, he's very charming, and uh, you know, he, he, uh, he, but, but he also, you know, let let Skip know that, uh, you know, I'm a Stanford graduate. I, I'm an All Pro, uh, first team All Pro Stanford graduate, <laughs> and I'm better than you. <laughs> Who says that, man? So my angle was, you know what? Let's play this dude sort of like a Jekyll and Hyde where he just bounces from almost in a bipolar manner where he goes from super friendly, charming to real angry. You know, talking to you, Balboa. And you know what's funny? I'm on a ship, so I still haven't actually seen the clip. So last uh during last week, which actually um the the episode that came out two weeks ago. Uh, the father mucking, uh, I think it was the one I was stuck in Denver and, um, which bumped back last week's episode to last week. And during that episode, I had explained how I was, uh, I was stuck in Denver for an extra day. And can I just say, you know, to, to let y'all know how that ended, cause I'm sure you all were wondering, do you know these fools at Delta, damn it, Delta, do you know these fools actually had the audacity to not inform me the next day that my flight was canceled again? Okay, so they canceled my flight on on Monday. I was supposed to fly back to New York on Monday, right? They uh right before I go to the airport, for those who didn't hear the episode, and if you didn't, you should listen to it. It's very entertaining. But um Monday morning I'm supposed to fly out. Uh, the East Coast was supposed to be hit with this terrible blizzard, but New York was spared. It, it mainly hit New England, uh, the New England area, but New York got spared. So the weather was not as bad in New York, and so they could have let a brother fly out. But they canceled the flights in, just in case. So I was stuck in Denver all day Monday for an additional day, and fortunately... I found out because I checked, I called Delta while uh, while they were on their way to pick me up to bring me to the airport. So I just stayed in the hotel for an extra day. The Denver Improv was classy. They took care of the expense of it. It was all good. Now I'm pissed because and I'm pissed that no one from Delta, regardless of my... my uh, my uh status, my sky miles status, it's just common courtesy. You let somebody know that their plane is not going to be where it's supposed to be. They're not flying out. I get nothing. I have no email. I have no text. I uh I, I nothing. No no instant message. So when I called them to switch uh and make sure I'm on a flight that I want to be on on uh, on uh, Tuesday. I asked them, yeah, would you send me an email or a text just to just so I have a confirmation of this transaction, so I know I have my flight. Do you know after all that, on Tuesday morning, I'm up early. I have what's called a sling box. For those that don't know, sling box is when you uh you can watch the actual live feed of your television at home. 
and I, I, I want to watch the, the, the TV at home because I can see how bad New York City really is or isn't. Turns out it wasn't bad. I'm watching. I'm up at like 5 a.m. I went to see American Sniper while I was in, um, in Denver. And Denver was 70 degrees, which was crazy because you expect Denver to have a winter wonderland, not New York City. But Denver was about 70 degrees, so it was real nice. Uh, saw American Sniper. Good movie, I got to say. As a as a U.S. Army veteran, I will say that uh, I think they did a good job. I think Bradley Cooper did a good job. Good for him. Cool for him. And uh, and it gave you a better understanding of um, of PTSD, post traumatic stress disorder. Uh, you know, for you know military veterans that have to uh, return home after after being being at war. Um, so anyway, Tuesday morning, it's 5 a.m., weather looks like it's, it's allotting and I should be able to get back to, uh, get back to New York on Tuesday. Um, I'm looking forward to getting back because I posted a picture of me looking miserable on Monday because I'm stuck in Denver. And do you, you know what's funny? People don't mean it. Um, I could say Scribble was one of them. There were a bunch of people. They were like, "Man, you ain't making it out of out of you ain't getting home till Wednesday or Thursday." I'm like, "Yo, can I live? Can a brother have a positive outlook on things?" I actually was getting annoyed at because so many people were being negative. Um, so I understood it. I wasn't mad at them. I was just upset that people wouldn't just allow me to remain optimistic. You know, Skipper was like, ah, dude, dude, you're not getting home till, till Thursday. Like, dude, can I just let a brother live, please? So I call the airport. I call my airline around 7 a.m. on Tuesday. And they're like, your flight for Wednesday is all set. Wait, what? Flight for Wednesday? I'm, I'm not flying Wednesday. My flight's supposed to leave today. Do you know these fools canceled my flight again? Yes, you're listening correctly. Yes, you heard me correctly. They canceled the flight. They didn't inform me that the flight was leaving, um, canceled and leaving on Wednesday. They didn't inform me that not only was the flight canceled to Wednesday, but I had what would have been two connections. They had me going Denver, Atlanta, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, New York, JFK. This would have been like a nine... 10 hour travel day. Uh I was like, nah, that's not happening. So I can get through to someone and they're like, um, yeah, we we put you on this other flight. I said, so y'all don't have anything leaving today? She's like, Well, oh, you know what? Well, how how close are you to the airport? Can you get there um for a t- 1045 flight? Because my original flight was 1055. I said, Yeah, of course. She's like, okay, well, we can put you on uh it's 10.45 to Atlanta, which then connects to New York, JFK, and gets you in at 9.30. I was like, well, I'm getting in today. So, fortunately, I got in. But I also was um, stressed about getting getting there on time because uh, I uh, I had to shoot the next day. I had to shoot for uh, ESPN, for the Caliendo piece. Um, and I guess they had, you know... I didn't realize it's hard for them to make dreadlock wigs. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize how hard it was, but 
it's hard for them to make dreadlock wigs. So they had to make the wig on the West Coast and then ship it back east. So the 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 dread wig actually went out I think over the weekend and was supposed to get there Monday or Tuesday. Um which obviously it did. Fortunately I made it home. So I was tired. I didn't get home till probably close to midnight. But I made it home and then the next day we uh we shot the piece. Um Caliendo wasn't on site. Um his producer Zach was there, um and two Matts and a Justin. They were were the camera dudes. Don't ask me why I remember that. And then the makeup, the Mua. I just learned that uh on guy code that Makeup artists, MUA, are called, they're called Muas. Muas! Um, geez, and I forgot her name. Was it Ray? A K? Maybe K or Ray. Um, so she did the uh, makeup. I want y'all to know, it's not her fault that the hair was, was, was brown. I guess depending on what angle you catch Richard Sherman at will determine how his hair looks. Um. Because at times his hair does in fact look like it's brown. So we shot it. We got some things uh, that were funny. Uh, did a lot of improv and uh, enhancing what Caliendo and Zach wrote. And uh, we finished shooting it. That I actually, uh, I, I, I actually uh, texted uh, Frank. Told him we had some good stuff and uh, should I wait to post? And he said, yeah, they wanted to save it as a surprise. So I said, all right, well, in that case, we'll 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 save uh, we'll save it, um, you know, the clips as a surprise. And I'll, I'll wait to post, I guess, because ESPN prefers things to be sort of secretive and and to spring things on people. And it aired on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, to, I guess, positive reviews, everybody I saw, with the exception of one woman, but everyone else saw it, liked it, uh, I'll, by the time this comes out, I'll probably have seen it, but, um, yeah, this, the Wi-Fi on the ship is horrendous, so I have to wait to go to a port or something to see it on YouTube. But I heard I heard it came out funny, man, and uh, you know I got you know big up Frank Caliendo and thank him for uh, for including you know brother. Um, and I also recognize that he also he wanted myself and say Aries to be part of it because you know he didn't want to play everyone and have to deal with people saying what's up with the blackface which i get you know but you know it was an honor, it was an honor to uh be part of it and hey man i appreciate it i thank you for uh for including the brother um this this might be a short one y'all why well because i decided uh that it's it's gonna be short don't question it. I know some. Hey, sometimes you get what I give you. You know, a brother works hard. I'm uh, on on this particular cruise, man. My main focus is is this pilot script. Uh, I'm working on a second draft as we speak. Uh, 
And so that has me, uh, that has a lot of my attention right now. And uh, writing uh, material. And I have this film idea that I'm uh, working on. Y'all make sure, check out books. Save the Cat. Any any aspiring screenwriters or anyone that ever had an interest in writing screenplays or teleplays, uh, get the book Save the Cat. Good book. And uh, also another book that um, I suggest not just to any creative entity, but just anyone that, you know, deals with procrastination in their real life or their real job or whatever. Um, there's a book called The War of Art. Really good book. I think the brother's name that wrote it, Stephen Pressman. Um, you've heard of The Art of War. It's not The Art of War. That's Sun Tzu. It's thousands of years old. The War of Art, I think, came out maybe two years ago. But it's a good book and teaches you about, or you know what, I won't say it teaches you. Um, it reinforces the idea of not allowing resistance to stop you from your greater endeavor and completion of whatever endeavor you set out towards. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? So, uh, so yeah, uh, there you have it. Um... As the the Father Muckin, what should we call this? The Father Muckin Richard Sherman episode? The Father Muckin Bizarro Richard Sherman episode? <laughs> yeah, I think that's, I think that's, I think we have a winner right there. Uh, you know what I might get? I, I will say it, it was refreshing to get on the ship and run into familiar faces. I guess because I've been on here before. Um, as much as most comics I know will say, uh, I ain't no cruise ship comic. I don't want to be a cruise ship comic. Nobody wants to be a cruise ship comic. I'm not a cruise ship comic. I'm a comedian or a comic that's working on a cruise ship currently. Uh, but what you, what you are and what you, um, want to be is really determined by what goals you set forth. So as long as uh, this is this goes out to really any comic that I know or that I don't know that might hear this and is like I'm not a cruise ship comic. No one's saying you are, but don't uh, don't piss on the opportunity in front of you. You know if you have the opportunity to get booked, go get booked. But keep your eye on the prize and say okay, I'm going to do this for X amount of time. Um, make x amount of money and then i'm gonna flip that opportunity into something else that's what we do that's that's the point of this and and the point of it really is to to give yourself as many options as possible isn't it isn't it don't you think don't you know just a suggestion there people um yeah <clears throat> so as i was uh i was about to say um, before I end this uh, episode, I I wanted to include another Bruce Lee ism, the ism of Bruce Lee. As you think, so shall you become. Huh? Ah, yeah, God, that's heavy, isn't it? Let me, let me, let me, let me say it again, man. Hey, let me, let me say it one more again. As you think. So shall you become. 
that's uh that's Bruce Lee and I think it's rather self-explanatory if you want to so Tom Brady is going to test to that if you want to be a champion you got to uh you got to prove that you're a champion by thinking that you're a cha- champion so yes it's uh things might be left in question um to his legacy you know um did it, do you think do y'all think that the patriots won or more so that the seahawks lost and blew it i mean y'all heard me say i don't watch football but i even prior to the ball going in i thought to myself you know well that they would just let lynch run it in because it's half a yard right and he's been making a couple yards each run so it only makes sense that they let him run in for half a yard right they're not going to actually pass the ball to someone and run the risk of possibly getting intercepted intercepted which it did i yo i feel bad for wilson for sherman actually from uh, lynch for everyone on the seahawks including the uh the twelfth man is it the the fans because um yeah shoot let if I'm gonna lose let me lose by grip by gang of points don't let me lose by one play but um that is the nature of the game isn't it I suppose so so um yeah once again I'll I'll read Mr Lee's uh quote one more time. To hell. No, no, no. As you think, so shall you become. Hmm? Yes. As you think, so shall you become. Alright, man. That's enough. Time to get back to work. Back to some writing. Uh, As always, if y'all dug the uh, podcast, subscribe. Whether you're on SoundCloud or iTunes. If we're on Stitcher, well, that's a surprise to me, but we're working on it. But, uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you tell a friend, even if you don't like it, tell a friend. Because I I guarantee you, you will be entertained. All right? This is uh, your boy, Dean Edwards. Thank you for checking out the Father Monkey Podcast. Uh, The Father Monkey Protocol, I should say. Uh, We want to thank... All the fans, all of y'all that listen and uh, check the show every week. Appreciate y'all checking us out and keep riding with us and we'll ride with you. In the meantime, y'all know who this is. It's your man, Dean Edwards, because that's who I am. I am Dean Edwards. All love. I'll scream at y'all next week, all right? Easy.